0: What's up, guys? Jerry here with Sheepdog Ops, your normal sultry voice of entertainment every single week that we come out here. Um, we've actually got a great guest on here. Andy's coming on from uh, – are you out in Alabama right now, sir, or are you st- – oh, across straight lines. Yeah, no, I'm out in Kansas. Out in Kansas. So, he's actually – he travels a lot. So, we'll get into that here in a second. Um, but me and Andy met over uh, a plethora of social media – outlets and so uh, I've had the opportunity to sit down and talk to him and I'm really excited about this. I know he's got a great background. I know he's doing some great things now and for the future generations of veterans that are out there and I'm, I'm really excited about this. So Andy, without further ado, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Uh, when, you, when you enlisted, signed up, did everything you're doing, what you're doing now and then we can get into it, you know? All right. Well, as you said, my name's Andy. I'm from Alabama.
1: I joined the Marine Corps at the age of 17, right out of high school. I turned 18, and then I shipped out to Paris Island. Uh, signed up to be a combat engineer, but the Marine Corps had different thoughts for me. So <laughs> ended up in the engineer field, but I was a 1391 boat fuel specialist. Uh, done my four years, uh, stationed out at Camp Pendleton, California. So I've been out there and lived that
0: Cali life for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. It was probably yeah. expensive then, too. I got, I got plenty of people that I know that lived that life, and that's uh, it, ain't, it, ain't cheap, <laughs> no, especially no. down there in that SoCal area. So, uh, for us, uh, you know, obviously I'm an Air Force guy, and uh, I may or not, I may not know what your job was. Can you expand on that a little bit so that way, uh, not just for myself, but for the listeners, they understand what, what you did and what you were doing?
1: Uh, so, essentially, we've supported the grunts by giving them fuel, you know, whether it's been their Humvee, helicopters, whatever the case might be. Uh, Boat specialists actually set up forward air uh, refueling points. So, of course, during any of the different tours that some of the men and women may have done, uh, there are definitely some 1391 boat fuel specialists out there helping them out.
0: So no, absolutely. If
1: it, if, it takes, if it takes gas, diesel, you know, jet fuel, there's a strong chance to come from some combat engineering fields for the uh, boat fuel specialists.
0: Hey, that's awesome. You know what, I've, I've run across uh, quite a few – uh career fields doing what I'm doing now. And I don't I think you're the first. You're the first one that's told me that that's what you specialized in really and it, I don't I it's one of those things that people don't realize how important it is until you don't got it. Well, that's true. You know, it's not something I wanted to do,
1: but it's a very vital role in us moving forward. I mean, without fuel you don't go anywhere.
0: So <laughs> that that is the truth by all means the truth the truth the truth. I used to do uh aircraft uh uh I used to catch and um send out aircraft uh on the on the flight line and you talk about people that you need more than anything. It's really the fuel guys are always number one on the list of the first people called out there. They're yeah. sitting waiting for, for planes to come back so that way they can go out again. So you, right. you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong at all. Yeah. All right, guys. So um Andy, what what year did you, you, you sign up again? I started from oh one to oh five. Okay. And so was that shortly before or after this uh, tragic event that we had happen that we just had an anniversary for?
1: Uh, so actually, I was in boot camp when 9-11 happened. Okay, so, eighteen year old scared young man I was.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't blame you, and I, I'm assuming you're you're hearing all sorts of terms and things that you weren't ex- expecting or used to because in reality, because I obviously I'm I'm a little bit younger than you, so when I served and we had uh, Osama actually went down, um, uh. That was something that I dealt with on base that I didn't really figure I was uh, was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it, it, it throws you for a whole loop. When everything goes crazy, you get different codes, get different things going on. What was going through your mind when that happened, obviously, and you're, you're, you're fresh, you're young, you're green?
1: I mean, it was just one of those things, you know, my heart sunk because of what was actually going on. And then, of course, from a selfish standpoint, what am I about to endure? Yes, I signed up to join the Marine Corps on my own. Never talked to another branch of service, but you know, here we go, kind of deal. Like, what are we going to do? What does the future hold for me? You know, where am I going to go? How long am I going to be gone? But unfortunately, um, I had some operations done on both my legs that kept me from actually serving. But at that point in time, nonetheless, it was it was very nerve wracking because you know we were just going on with everyday activities, part of you know Marine Corps boot camp, and then next thing you know we're uh, called into the squad bay and sat down in a big, you know, semicircle and senior drill instructor breaks the news. and <laughs> Everybody, everybody was somewhere, but that's where I was. And it was freaking scary.
0: Well, I don't blame you. You got to be, you already had to be slightly crazy to join the Marines to begin with, but then to be sitting there realizing what you signed up for, where you, where you're willing and what you're willing to do. And in all reality, you know, guys, we're gonna we we'll, we'll bring this straight to light. Shit pops off, cause that's that's what happened. Shit popped off, um, and that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy for you to 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 have to deal with that, to have to go through that, and be a kid by yourself while they're still trying to break you down. Cause I know what boot camp is yeah. all about. That's all they're trying to do.
1: Right.
0: So what's what's what was the mental capacity trying to be broken down, trying to deal with this thing, and then make sure you get get through it right.
1: Well, so that was pretty much halfway through my phase. You know, I graduated from boot camp October 19th. So just a little over a month later, I was graduating from boot camp. So it really wasn't much of a transition. Uh, It was just – it was more so the heads-up thing. We all kind of talked amongst ourselves and cried and hugged and wondered what the heck we're about to do. (laughs) But uh, to be honest, at that point in time, because of that simple fact of them trying to – break you down and recreate, you know, from a civilian to a Marine kind of deal. Uh, we didn't really have time to focus on it. I mean, you know, you're talking 16, 18-hour days. By the time you hit the rack, it was done. Like, no thoughts were there. You're just, <laughs> out. Know? So, in that aspect, it, it didn't affect us that much because we just knew we had to get out of here. We had to get out of boot camp before we could – assess the situation for real, but, you know, like I already said, I didn't end up serving because I had surgery on my legs and all, but I think it was probably discussed more when we got to our MOS schools more than likely because then it's like this is the last step before we figure out where we're going to the fleet and if we're going overseas, if there's, you know, a true war for real going on and all that aspect, you know.
0: No, that that, that totally makes sense because, you know, You're not wrong. You're you're in a vulnerable position already. So breaking you down any further with some news like that, really, there is nowhere for you to go other than understand that hey, it's kind of happened. Let's what's next? And so you you get done with boot camp and you're going to these MOS schools and everything like that, and you're learning you're learning where your role fits in and what you do. Right. Um, How does how does that work out for you guys as far as MOS schools and things like that? Because Mine was four months. I spent four months in Pensacola, Florida. It was beautiful, great beaches. It was nice weather. I had Marines that were on the floors below me, so I wasn't worried about anything, you know.
1: Y'all were out there exercising in AstroTurf and all Uh,
0: that. Of course, yeah, you know, getting great – well, we weren't getting great meals. It was a Navy base still, so I'm not going to say that they were good meals, but, you know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, So mine was about two and a half months. But ours was actually at an Army base, um, Fort Lee, Virginia, Petersburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of silly, you know. I picked for my duty station to be East Coast, naturally, because I'm from Alabama. But, uh, you know, I went to Paris Island, South Carolina. Then my MOS school was at Fort Lee, Virginia. All right, so let's back up. Let's back up. You've got Marine combat training before MOS school, which is about a two-week tenure, something like that, maybe three weeks, I forget. But uh, that was right outside of Camp June, North Carolina. And mm-hmm. then I went to Fort Lee, Virginia. So I went three states in a row. I picked East Coast for duty station, and the fuckers sent me to Cali. <laughs> but, hey, you know. uh, but yeah, my, my MOS school was about two and a half months long, but it was in the middle of winter. And in Virginia, it snows a pretty good bit. Not like, you know, Pennsylvania, New York, but it snows a good bit. Mm-hmm. So we had some fun. Uh, but like any you know, they're cramming information down your throats, and it's like, when am I going to use this? What are you talking about? I don't care about learning how big of a hose it takes to fill this. Because you know, we're still 18, 19-year-old kids, man. We're just doing something. You really don't know what you're getting yourself into.
0: Oh, and of course you're the shit because, you know, you're Marines. So right. you really don't give a fuck about anything that you're talking about. You just I want to get over get there and do what you're going to do. Right. <laughs> Terrorizing towns, things like that, you know, the um, basic things.
1: I actually got in my first fight. I never, never got into a fight when I was a teenager. I always avoided it which I try to avoid it now as an older person if I can, but my first fight was at Fort Lee, Virginia, because I watched a gentleman have no idea who he was. Didn't know who the girl was, but he busted a beer <laughs> bottle over her head, and I said, hell no. I don't know watch, baby. <laughs>
0: hey, you know what? At that point, I think it's justified, you know, like kicking someone's ass for that kind of stuff. I, I do security, so I appreciate those guys who are willing to wrap up someone and throw them to the ground because they see them do something wrong. It don't matter. You throw a punch you deserve to be tossed to the ground and yeah. if security can't get there first anyone else who does it man i i appreciate it, it makes my job easier cuz they're already on the ground when i show up i've had i've had to toss some some big old boys around so having someone like you around makes it easier for me you know what i'm saying yeah i'm so, here for it, man <laughs> absolutely <laughs> always always here for it that's right so, <laughs> So, as we're going along, you, you get done with the MOS school. You go out to Camp Pendleton. Um, you, you said you did a four-year term. You yes. finished out your turn. You did all that stuff. What was that – because I'm assuming not a whole lot happened while you were over there. You, you didn't get an opportunity to leave. And I know that feeling more than anyone else. Because that's, that's a hard one. And <clears> – <throat> pardon me. I just – I think that's an important to fact to, to touch on real quick is that, that feeling of not getting that opportunity because I know what it's like not to have that opportunity. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that understand that not having the opportunity kind of makes you feel like you didn't do anything or that you're nobody. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd love to, to hear your, your uh, opinion on that and your thoughts about that because I know that there's somebody somewhere who just got out, who didn't get a chance to go anywhere, and they're struggling with the same concept, the same issue. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, luckily I did get to do one little thing, but it got halted very quickly by some stupid action of my own, but I did get to go on a field out to Yuma, Arizona. There's been movies out in Yuma, and I promise you, as much of a shithole as you see on TV, (laughs) it's 120 in the daylight. I guess it's very similar to Iraq. 120 in the day and 30 at night. So, you know, you're not used to that kind of climate change that fast. Everybody freaking gets sick.
0: But Yuma's a shithole. I, I I know Yuma's a shithole. I've been to Yuma. Yuma's a shithole.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I have done my whole tour out of Pendleton, and I think you and I have talked a little bit about it personally on the side before. But you know, some of the some of the guys went two, three, and a few of them went four times just during that four-year tenure. Um, depending on their rank and our different, you know, special training they might have had or what have you. But um, two guys that I served with in Bolt Field at Camp Pendleton, California, I got it, I got out after my four, and two specific ones actually coming in after me, so they were on in after I got out. Uh, two of them were KIA. Oof. And uh, when, when you find out that kind of news, knowing that you knew them, you hung out with them went to the bars with them, you chased women with them, you freaking went fishing with them, whatever the case was. And you think back, it's a slap in the face in a sense. Um, even before learning that they, they were KIA, it still bothered me. Because like you said, I felt like I didn't do my part. Because mm-hmm. I was in during war and I didn't get to serve my country for the war aspect. Um I can't say I don't think about it anymore because I do. I'm human. Uh, these days, I don't drink anymore, though, and that's helped me tremendously. Mm. Uh, I put the bottle down five years ago, September 6th. was the last time I've touched any alcohol.
0: Congratulations, my man.
1: I appreciate it. And that's one of the biggest reasons. There's others, but that's one of the biggest is because when I get to drinking, those demons would haunt me. And I'm telling you, man, I'd get fighting mad. I'd get killing mad, actually, because I'd get to thinking about the stuff that happened to these guys. The stuff that my brothers and sisters had to see while over there. And here I am, you know, broke dick Andy. I had freaking leg surgeries and a cracked vertebrae and all that, and I didn't get to serve. So, all I could really advise somebody is definitely try to reach out. Whether it be, you know, you find me on social media and talk to me, whether it be a fellow vet, no matter what, reach out to somebody. I promise you. There are plenty of people out here who love each and every one of you. And from firsthand experience, like I said, putting down that bottle helped me tremendously with getting over that battle with the demons uh, because when I would get a drink and it would play in my head and I'd go through an 18-pack in about two, two and a half hours. And within a, you know five or six hours, I blacked out because that was my goal, because that was my way to get away from those demons and say, fuck you, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's not right. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be drinking to the point that you black out and don't know what's going on.
0: Uh, absolutely. You know what? And so I, I had a, I had a guest on earlier uh, and obviously since I started this, he was one of my first guests. His name's, his name's Matt Lamar, Matt Lamare. He was a, he was a, a Marine also. Um, and the, the conversation I'm having with you is similar. The difference is obviously is in career fields. The difference is in what you've gotten to do with your, your time while you were served. But it—it's it, that survivor guilt. It's that even—even even though you you signed the dotted line and you were willing to do what needed to be done, um, the fact that somebody else took that and and gave that sacrifice that you were saying, "Hey, I wish I wish it had been me and not them," because I know what their right. background is. I know who they are. I know what they've done. What they were planning on doing. How good of a person they are compared to me. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a daily fight. It's a daily argument. And I have to say, uh, Andy, I, every single person I have had come on always says the exact same thing. The piece of advice that they give other vets is don't fight this battle alone.
1: Okay. 22 a day is a real fucking statistic and it's too many. It hurts my heart to know that there are so many, I may not have served overseas, but I have the same kind of mindset. I've experienced it two years ago firsthand. My neighbor was a Marine. Ironically, my best friend who I met in the Marine Corps at that time was living out front. So we had – and actually, the guy that was renting a spot for my ex-wife in front of us is an older Marine. He's like 58 or something. But you had four Marines literally just by fate who lived within a 600-yard radius, basically. But the one guy two years ago, New Year's, he got drunk and had an episode, he ended up in the briar patch, accidentally hit his wife to, to get her off of him, and it took me and my best friend talking Marine Corps lingo for him to snap out of it. And stuff. Thank God he slowed down the drinking. I don't know that he's really – he went and talked to somebody, but knock on wood and thank the good Lord he's not had any more episodes really for real. But at the end of the day, my case – or my point of this is don't be afraid to reach out.
0: I think yeah. that's our biggest thing. That's our biggest issue, right?
1: It doesn't have to go on a blog. You know what Mm-mm. I'm saying? No, I just go on a blog. Oh, absolutely podcasts. not. This is me and you. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's talk off record. Let's let's handle this. I'll freaking go with you, brother. I don't give a shit. I'll take time out of work. I'm going to do it on a Monday or Friday, it's easier that way. I'll take <laughs> off work, man. I'll go right by your fucking side, and we'll talk to the doctor. We'll talk to other people, whatever we need to. I don't care. I'll devote my time and lose a little money to help a brother out, or a sister for that matter. I don't
0: care. I, you know what? That's been my favorite thing. I've I've been doing this for I've been doing this for a few months now. Uh, I started doing this in October, and it was purely police stuff. And this last year, it's really grown into where it's this vet thing. And I've had vets reach out to me and talk to me. And I've had I've had a few who've been sitting there telling me, "Hey, they've got the gun in their hand," and you have that opportunity to sit there and talk to them. I don't have the right words. I don't think any of us have the right words we don't know what we're doing we don't know what we're saying all right. i know is that you don't need to be doing what you're doing and to hear somebody else and this is literally we're across the country from each other we are across the country from each other and there's everywhere that i reach out everyone that i talk to is saying the exact same thing don't do it by yourself guys don't don't do this by yourself please 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 please, please don't do it by yourself you haven't seen a single person on my on this podcast who you can't reach out to. They have all their information in there. You can reach out. You can send an email. Um, I guarantee you that I don't bring people on here who don't believe this. I don't. And there's a reason why I don't, because if they don't believe that we should be helping each other out, they're not part of this community that we are so happy to be a part of, even though we hate some of the things we have to do, some of the places we've had to be, some some of the things we have to say sometimes. So. Yeah. I I appreciate it, and I really I really really do. I appreciate you coming on here and confirming what everyone else keeps telling everyone. Don't do this alone. They, you, you're fighting things, and there's a big difference between baggage and demons. And I talk about this all the time when I do live streams and stuff like that. Baggage is something you can have people help you carry, and it's not a big issue because it's just weight. That's all that is. Demons are something you have to fight, and fighting alone, you get tired after a while. And, mm-hmm. and you've you, you probably seen it over and over again, especially with the people that you you, you call family, that close-knit group that is the Marine Corps. Um, what you guys have to do, what where everyone's been or what they've done is something that you probably reach out more than anything to. Uh, am I wrong?
1: No, you're right.
0: And, and seeing those demons, to me, right? To me, it's not, to me, it's not even
1: the brotherhood of the Marine Corps. It's the brotherhood of all branches to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'll always give each other shit. I mean, you know, it's just – human actually we're brothers you know what I'm saying that's what brothers do we pick and vote but I wouldn't pick at you if I didn't love you I don't have to know you to love you Mm -hmm. I've got love in my heart so it doesn't matter to me what branch of service you were in it don't matter to me what race you are your sexual orientation it doesn't matter to me who you freaking vote for at the end of the day you're my brother in arms. you're my brother in Christ I will do all I can to help you until you burn that bridge Simple.
0: no absolutely 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 man i mm, i just i love it every week and it's not it's not just here you know what i did this i think we did a labor day episode or no it was memorial day episode uh earlier this year and we had the opportunity where it was just me and my uh my sponsor mike i know he's not here tonight guys I'm sorry that he didn't make it i know he's out doing stuff pushing the brand uh for battle rattle um but we sat here and we talked about this and he was he was only thinking vets right and, I, and don't get me wrong i'm a vet i have a special place in my heart for any single vet minus maybe the coast guard and i say that jokingly because even the, even the coast guard you know what we all give them shit but they still do it their job they still sign it they sign a dotted line they may be the red-headed stepchild but they sign a dotted line and they're willing to protect what what's what's here what's theirs um but i, I had to caveat this with him because i was like you know what we may be vets and we may be willing to go overseas to do what we do. But you got to you can't forget the guys who are still sitting here at home. And these are your firefighters, these are your EMS, these are your cops, these are your your nurses, the people who are still protecting the people right here where we're sitting. And it's a it's a mindset. All of us, you said this earlier, we have a mindset and it's different. It's just it's different.
1: That's right.
0: Um And I kind of would like to get into the fact that not only do you have the mindset of the military, but you have a a volunteer mindset also, correct? I do. Uh,
1: So for the last three and a half years, I've been a volunteer firefighter, which I've always kind of wanted to get into it. But finally, one day, about three and a half years ago, I decided, you know what, it's time for me to go right down the road and see what I got to (laughs) do. It's funny, though. The first thing I asked the chief is, I'm not about to shave my beard down. And He said, as long as you can get a seal on your mask, I don't care. And people people on social media occasionally give me a little bit of lip. I've been in, I've been in five burning houses, which is not a lot, but we're a little bit. We've got 157 people that live out in my community. Okay. Okay. Our normal calls are, Oh, I fell and I got a scratch. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but I've been in five burning houses. One of them was um, where we've done a training exercise. We actually physically went in the house, set the fire in the back room, watched it take over. I had one of our true paid uh, firefighters who's one of the officers in the department explain some of the different stuff, watched it get over our head, hit it, knocked it back, let it come back and was doing training. But never once, knock on wood, never once have I had smoke inhalation, not while in the house. Have mm-hmm. I been outside and took my mask off and stuff and maybe been a little closer, but as far as inside fighting the fire, never once. But anyway, yes, uh, volunteering has always been a, a big thing for me as well because it's, it's just another way for me to give back to society and fellow man you know in a weird sense me being a truck driver I feel like is me giving back because 95 percent of everything that we have here or maybe more comes from a truck somewhere or another.
0: no absolutely I got I got lots of family you know what and that's I got a, I got an uncle he's been he's been trucking for yeah for years he got into a motorcycle accident and that's when he stopped but he'd been trucking for years and in all reality he was doing it for save Mart up and down the state. And that's, that's your local produce. That's your local, you know, your gallon of milk that you're getting from whatever farm that was, that's producing it. So I, I, I hate to say this, but, I, like, I think it's an underappreciated profession in all reality because you've got other underappreciated, uh, like, farming and things like that to actually give you the, the production. But right. the guys who get it to where you can buy it, Nobody even thinks about that. They just oh, it shows up at the save or so local local uh, supermarket, and that's good enough for me. You know, it, it ain't magic. <laughs> we haven't figured that out plane, yet. Plane flies over, and it just drops. <laughs> yeah, just, just nice little cozy landing with a. Anyhow, it works. Anyhow, it works at all. Um, so we talked about this. Well, we actually we didn't talk about. It. I told you what what question I was going to ask you when we got towards the end of the interview por- portion of it. And I would love to hear this because I know that there's been ups and downs in your life and your careers and everything that you've got going on. But if you were to go back to a 16, 17-year-old self and you were able to tell yourself one piece of advice, you know, one piece of advice that could change your whole life, what would that be?
1: Pay attention and listen to your elders. It's human nature to be stubborn people love you. So when you're 16 and 17 years old thinking, you know, you, you can do anything, which you can, but you're thinking you can do anything already at 16, 17 years old, just go in there and do it. Don't be so naive. When people tell you to pay attention to what you've got going on, listen and try to learn. Be a sponge, soak it all up. I didn't. I didn't. At 16, 17 years old, unfortunately, I was worried about drinking and chasing girls playing football a little bit <laughs> but there's so much that i missed out on like nowadays in the trucking industry it'd be great if i knew more about mechanically so much cheaper which i'm, I'm an owner i mean I'm, I'm a company driver not an owner operator but i'm just saying that even still there's potential for me to save my boss lady money had i known more about the and stuff i don't care what you thinking you want to go into in life pay attention and listen to people who are wiser trying to give you some advice I'm not saying you got to take it to heart, but listen to what they're saying, analyze it yourself and really do some research because I was just that little cock strong 16, 17 year old boy who could do anything he wanted. The world couldn't touch me, you know? And yeah, I fell flat on my face.
0: <laughs> that invincibility, man, it gets to all of us. I, you know what? This is funny is I've talked to so many like retired guys who spent 20 years on a force or 30 years on a force or all these, you know, E9s or E7s to E9 that retired. And you're the first one who's actually given the simplest advice that probably, in my in my opinion, means the most. Because it wasn't until, you know, I lost my, my grandfather that that's something like that I wish I'd listened to. I wish I'd known it back when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So. you know what?
1: you know everything at 16 years old. You're making A's, B's, whatever in school and you think you just know it all. But I'm telling you, when you're 25, 28 year old big brother or whatever, or your you know 35 year old uncle is trying to tell you, listen, do this, do this, do this. Take a minute, listen to what they're saying, analyze it, do a little research because they're looking out for you. They love you. So don't be so freaking headstrong that you just push everybody away and do it all yourself. We're all going to make our own decisions. I get that. But you need to listen to people and take some advice.
0: I, it really it, It's like the simplest advice, but it's probably some of the most important stuff that you can think about. Just, just going back to basics and listening yeah. to elders doing that kind of stuff. I, I appreciate that, Andy. I appreciate you giving that advice. I appreciate you coming on here telling your story. Um, it, I actually I want to make sure you get your opportunity because you've got a couple things that you want to make sure they get their name out there uh, yeah. that you're attached to. So uh, I'm going to give you the floor, anything that you want to talk about. I may have some questions, but I know you got That's a couple fine. things, so go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, probably the most important thing, because we are talking about veterans, is um, I'm the assistant team lead for the state of Alabama for a nonprofit called The Fallen Outdoors. We're 100% veteran-owned and managed with a 501c3 uh, in 2009 a little army green turd started it out in Washington State and uh, we're in the majority of states now branched out in Alabama started out sometime early in 17 and um, it's kind of simple yet again we're talking about simple it's kind of simple the way the whole process works but it works so um, there's a regional Facebook group pretty much for Four regions of America, if you will. Well, mm-hmm. I, I guess there's technically five ish, but anyway, you know, it's kind of northwest, if, southwest. If you call northwest. the
0: Midwest, anything, because they ain't Midwest of jack shit. I just want you to know that, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, we've, we've, you know, obviously we've been in Alabama. I'm in the Southeast regional, mm-hmm. and um, but we do it via Facebook. You join the closed face or secret, not closed close Facebook group, anybody can find it, but you, you know, to join it, you got to actually prove uh, that you're a vet. Uh, for us, you know, we post our hunts, our fishing trips, whatever the case may be, but it's just a, uh, an organization founded with the, the outlook of somebody needs some help. Our brothers and our sisters have done some things They may not have the access to different places, the funds to do it, whatever the case may be. And we try our damnedest to make it, you know, all-inclusive, free to you, except for travel, basically. So, you know, for us – and we don't care where you come from, necessarily, but we're going to post it in our southeast regional for the state of Alabama. But you may come from, you know, uh, northeast Tennessee, you know, 300 miles away. It doesn't matter. But the point is we'll post in those groups that, mm-hmm. hey, we've got a hunt coming up. This is what you're really going to need to bring. We're trying to cover this. You know, room and boards paid for, blah, blah, blah. You provide your way here we'll get you to the stand or we'll get you out to the shore whatever the case is, you know, because the fact is being in the outdoors is very therapeutic and there's a lot of our brothers and sisters who've seen some shit and they need that camaraderie. First of all, especially, you know, in the evening times, whether you are drinking a beer or not, but the fact that being in a little huddle of like-minded people means a lot to a lot of us. Uh, That's one of the biggest things I personally miss about the Marine Corps actually is having that camaraderie with the guys right there. Mm Mm-hmm you know, in the civilian world, you're never gonna find 15, 20 people that live within 30 miles that can get together often. Well, we all live in the barracks or right outside of base, whatever the case was, we're right there close by. Mm-hmm. So I think being a part of the Fallen outdoors is a great thing because we got that camaraderie with one another when we're able to spend some time. Plus, you go horseback riding, you go skiing out on the river or whatever the case is, you're getting our fellow brothers and sisters in the outdoors to relieve some stress life behind you, put the bull crap you've seen overseas behind you, and let's just have fun and uh, be, be in, you know, somebody else's view, if you will, that loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they're, they're in uh, a lot of the states in America. I don't know exactly which one, unfortunately, but, uh, again, I represent State of Alabama's assistant team lead in, we're always looking for uh, fellow vets to join the Facebook group and put their two cents in, try to help critique us a little bit, give us some advice, because obviously we're nothing in comparison to to a, a Wounded Warrior Project or nothing like that. But we run running a lot different too. But at the end you of guys, day, it's all about
0: helping. Oh, absolutely, it's all about helping people. So, guys, uh, also, so I'm just jumping in real quick. Anything that we had talked about right now that, that, that Andy's talking about, I'm going to make sure it's going to be in the description of anywhere that you find this. I want you guys to be able to reach out. And I want you to be able to find the right people to talk to. I know we've talked to quite a few people on here who are attached to groups, but if this is something that you want to do, you want to be outdoors, you want, you want that camaraderie. Cause I know that's huge. That's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Make sure you reach out. Uh, I'll make sure that any emails that they provide or any websites, any Facebook pages, we have the link right there. I want you to find it the easiest way you can. If you're looking for this group specifically and you can't, you can't get a hold of it, email me and I'll make sure that you get in contact with, with Andy and this group and everything about it because I, I wholeheartedly support this kind of stuff. Uh, all the groups that we've gotten an opportunity to talk to, uh, everyone does a little bit differently. Somebody does fitness, somebody does outdoors, somebody does whatever they do. But you need what works for you best, and so something like this, like for me, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm actually gonna go out and find whatever West Coast one you guys got. That way, I can be a part of it because I want yeah. I want to see these things flourish and I want to be able to push people to the groups that they need that. So I appreciate that. Uh, I hate to interrupt. I'm sorry, but yeah, carry no, you're
1: on. <laughs> good. Yeah, and I don't think you can go online. national top end www. com. But I don't think there's any Facebook links. Uh, click or uh, hyperlink or what have you, but you can go there and do some research, which, you know, for those who may have some doubts, there's definitely access to the, you know, uh, 501c3 that they've got everything. And then, you know, you kind of see it, they post some little pictures and little snippets of different hunts and trips that happens. But yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, the biggest thing that I've got going these days is being a part of that program and trying to help our fellow vets out and get them in the outdoors. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that I've got going, which is kind of silly, but um, I actually, with the Fallen Outdoors, went to the World Deer Expo in Birmingham, Alabama a couple months ago. We were working it there, trying to get the word out more about us and try to come up with some people who may want to help uh, donate some hunts or trips or what have you. And on my way out the door from the actual event, uh, I see a booth set up over there. And this is the actual hat that I saw. Of course, I had to go red, white, and blue. And I've got me a red, white, and blue fishing hook on it because I'm a, Old southern country boy, but yeah, America's cattle company.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I I looked at this and I was like, Man, this is crazy. This is me. I'm goofy like that. I've got to fucking have one. So I immediately bought one and uh, I just thought, You know what, man? I'm doing okay on social media site TikTok. You know, back then I was, I don't know, 50, 55,000 followers or what have you. And I thought, That's a decent little following base. So uh again i live out in a tiny little community so naturally there's cattle farms and stuff around so i went over uh, across from the house and saw a few cows I, I made a video just being silly and i forget exactly what i said but something along uh, along the lines of uh uh God, what was it crap <laughs> i forget i'm sorry we'll have to post a link to it i guess but anyway at yeah. the end, of course, I used their catchphrase and said, you know, Slap Slapdick's Cattle Company, meat that's hard to beat. And uh, <laughs> that video, within just a few days, had some odd 200-something thousand views and over 20,000 likes. So I went to Facebook and actually messaged Slap Slapdick's Cattle Company on Facebook. And finally, after a few hours, the guy responded, and I sent the video, and he was laughing, and he said, man, is there any way you can email it to us? He said, we can't save it from here. I was like, sure. So he gave me the email. I sent it. And literally within about 48 hours, that video was up on uh, their Facebook and Instagram as well as their uh, mother company or whatever you want to call it. So who, the owners of Backroads Apparel mm-hmm. started this as well, or some of the same ones. Maybe not all of them. I forget the actual true story. But they're a sister company to Backroads Apparel. You actually go to www.backroadsapparel.com to get back apparel or slap But anyway, so they posted it on both their social media sites for Instagram and Facebook. I said, that's pretty freaking cool, man. And, of course, they tagged my Instagram and all that. Uh, They said, uh, well, for your time, we're going to send you another hat and shirt. Or we'll send you not another. I didn't have one. I bought this one. Anyway, they Mm -hmm. said, we'll send you a hat and shirt. Mm -hmm. So I got online. I picked it out. I sent them an email with what I was talking about. And I've got the gray hat is up there and uh, a gray shirt. So then I've done the same thing. I was like, well, all right, cool. I'm going to take this merch and I'm going to do another freaking video. So <laughs> I went somewhere else down in my neighborhood and done another video. And it was in the middle of summer. So I'm like, you know, it's time to get the, you know, cows out of the heat. And then I took like a little video of me right after I took a bite out of a good burger.
0: <laughs> and I said
1: something about, you know, get them out of the heat. It's time to eat or some crap I forget. And then, of course, like big Cattle Company, meat is hard to beat. So i done that video. It didn't do near as good, but it was still going all right. So I took, sent it to them. They did the same thing. Well, but in that email, I sent them when I sent the video, I said, hey, what do you think about making me an ambassador? Let mm-hmm. me help you out a little bit. I've already sent you business, basically, because the first video alone, just on TikTok, had over 200,000 views.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: sure, some people watch it over and over, but I would, I would estimate that probably 100,000 people saw it.
0: You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, absolutely. So,
1: I'm like, out of that 100000 there had to be 15% probably that bought into it because it's just silly. Maybe oh not. Gosh. But at the end of the day, I was giving them free marketing. And um, so I said, what do you think about making me an ambassador? And the guy, again, uh, was discussing this on Facebook. And after a couple of days, he responded to me on Facebook instead of the email. And he said, I have uh, pre-approved you for ambassadorship. Send your uh, email request to such and such. And I did, they sent the application, we went over it, and yeah, I mean, it wasn't long after that, they made me an ambassador, so now, it's goofy, but it's me, because I mean, I, you know, that's just, I'm a cut up in a way. I love to make people smile, not because I'm that much of a child, but because the world is so full of hate. So, oh, yeah. me doing something goofy to make you smile may brighten your day, you may brighten somebody else's day, because smiles are infectious. So, yeah, I mean, I've done that, and, now I've got a discount code, Bama Andy. If anybody goes to www.backroadsapparel.com, whether they buy Backroads Apparel or Slap Dicks, they use code uh, Bama Andy, automatic fifteen percent off. And I'm like, hey, it's a win-win. I'm cool. So, yeah. Hey,
0: that's a hell of a story. That's one way to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I I did the same thing. I did, that's how I ran into the Battle Rattle stuff. Is we just okay. we happened to go to school together, and this kid uh, who who runs the whole company, CEO Mike. Normally this guy is on here. Um. I just, he liked what I was doing. He said, hey, let's work together. And so that's, that's you awesome. know what, it's great. It's great how those relationships work, right, man? Yeah, yeah. It's simple stuff sometimes. Social media can be a good thing for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I got to do a couple, make, I got to make sure I got my promo, promotions out here real quick. And then I'm going to, uh, then we'll go get a, get out of here. All right? All right, bud. All right, guys. So obviously every episode that we have here, they're sponsored by battleattle.com. You can go find them on Facebook, Instagram, uh twitter they're all over twitch now they've got people that are streaming with their logo on there that's where you guys can find them you go to their website they've got great uh, discount codes going on right now i'm pretty sure they still got the buy two get one right now going on i think that code is uh b2s1 so go over there and check it out make sure when you're going into the uh Sell, seller notes you put in there that cheap dog Ops sent you or that jerry sent you they'll make sure they get you some free stuff some extra gear uh, a couple pens, and stuff like that on top of whatever you order with them um and, and i know that those guys over there are always pumping out ideas they've got new designs coming out make sure you check out their facebook page because they're really checking that out they're always pumping out new stuff all the time new shirts especially with uh September 21st, coming along, they've got all their Area 51 gear out there, so if you want to go get some of that stuff, and it's all over the place, um, and as always, you know what, Sheepdog Ops has their gear there, we've got a couple new designs, this one's actually been pulled, so if you were looking for this, I'm sorry, the only way to get it now is to come on the episode and have an episode with me, sit down and bullshit with me, and it's an hour of your time, just telling your story with me, and you get a free shirt out of it, so, and we'll do it in any thin line that you got. We've also got our other designs out there, our Sheepdog Ops podcast one. We've got our, uh, our newest design out there that we may walk among the sheep, but make no mistake, we're the Sheepdog. It's a badass design. That design team knocked it out of the park when I sent it to them. So go check that one out there. Uh, other than that, you guys can take care of the show at uh, Patreon. It's Sheepdog Ops. where You can sponsor or you can donate to Anchored FM. You can uh, subscribe to the show. Uh, and then PayPal, obviously, sheepdogmindset at gmail.com. We've got all those platforms. If you guys need to reach out to anybody, please, 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 please. If you're going through a hard time, if you have anything going on in your head, you just need to talk to somebody. Shoot me an email at that same email, sheepdogmindset at gmail. I am telling you, I have my phone on me all the time, and those emails go straight to my phone. I'm up till one, two o'clock in the morning doing this stuff right here uh, most days of the week. So if you need somebody to talk to, I'm here. And if I can't help you, I guarantee you, I can find someone that can Uh, people like Andy, people that we've had on the past shows, they're here to reach out. They love being able to help the people who need help uh, because they've been there. They've done it. And so just make sure you're not doing this by yourself because we can't, none of us, none of us can do this alone. So I want to make sure that that gets out there. Andy, I really appreciate you coming on the show, hanging out with me, talking with me, sharing your story. Um, Appreciate. It. We'll make sure we get you a shirt out there because I want you not only repping obviously slap dicks, but I love the idea that you can slap my stuff on there and and, and do some videos with it and stuff yeah, right. like that because gotcha. I've had a blast. Um, and is there any last things, last words that you want to say before we head on out of here?
1: Nah, the only thing I think we left out is the simple fact that uh, if anybody needs somebody to talk to for real, uh, I'm always on TikTok. If anybody's on TikTok, Bama Andy. Very simple. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, that's where you
0: and i met. Oh, Absolutely. I'm,
1: I'm very grateful for that, man. So, yeah, anybody can reach out to Bam Andy on TikTok.
0: I'll make sure that, that all that stuff gets put in the uh, description here, guys. If you're looking for any of the merch that uh, Bam Andy's got going on or Andy's got going on, we'll make sure Slap Dicks is in there. Guys, check out The Fallen Outdoors. It sounds, it sounds like an amazing program. We'll link as many Facebook pages as we can in there. I'll make sure that the original website is out there so that way you guys have somewhere to go do your research. Uh, don't get me wrong. I always do research on everything anyone says. It's nothing personal. It's trust but verify, and that's what I do. So make sure you're going out there finding the place that fits you best and giving the support where you can give the support. So um, sure. other than that, man, one last time, I appreciate you coming out here, talking to me, bullshitting with me. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a blast, man. Um, I greatly appreciate it, too. And as we always do when we end these guys, remember, don't be the sheep in the fight be the dog